Hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. And welcome to welcome another to episode, episode of, of Millennial, Millennial Movie, Movie Talk, Talk, episode 54. Uh, <laughs> very nice, very nice. Almost, almost had it. Thank you all for joining. This uh, close. I'm, I'm Brayden. This is, I am Alex. This is, and this uh, is, I'm Michael still because I don't want to be Steph. Oh. I'm Steph because I'm happy being Steph. Yeah, Shouldn't good. Good mm-hmm. work. Self-love. Um, how, how is everyone this week? How are we doing? You know, yeah, bored still bored. Yeah. I, I saw my first person today. Oh, wow, how that was that? That, that? that isn't a part of uh, uh, work or family, and that was Steph to go pick up my microphone. Nice, so, <laughs> we still 1.5 minutes away, and yep, go cruise. Exchange the microphone, it was like a drug deal where you like put it on the ground and then walked away and they picked it <laughs> <Yeah>. up. And... <laughs> Almost, almost. almost. And I did a drive by of the house. Obviously, you missed your target then. She's still here. Who says? Oh, hey, yeah. hey, hey! My mum ran inside. She's like, "I'm in my nighty." <laughs> to the bolt inside. And, and I'm the notorious nighty killer. So I'm in the nighty. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. I know. Ah, uh, yeah, what about you? Yeah, nothing, nothing too much. Just doing a little bit of uni work here and there. Like, we kind of going for walks, trying to somewhat stay somewhat healthy, which is tough. So you're yeah. going outside when you're not meant to be. You're allowed to go on walks. Illegal. 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 I will be reporting you to Sapol. Oh no! Get a big Sapol involved. They reckon. Is it, am I right in thinking that they're going to start like looking at tracking us somehow? Maybe? I mean, they already do, don't they? The government. Like, yeah. okay, I was thinking it's going to be pretty hard for them to like be like, "Oh, we need you guys to install this tracking thing on our phones," pretending like we don't. They don't already have this tracking thing in our phones, mm-hmm. and they know everywhere we're going. Yeah. yeah. If you're not paying for it, you're the product, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> selling your data. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. I'm confused. Let's let's move on from this. Uh, Do you guys want a question? Yeah, you sure. About we're going to kick off with a question. About whatever. Well, here's the thing: we are normally meant to be kicking off with a question. We just forget the order all the time. The order. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sixty-six. I'm always forgetting. Go for yeah. it. Let's do the question. All right. So I Let's have. Give us a question. You can choose, you can choose rough, on this time, Brad. You always. This is the rough. I'll opening. choose one. Go for it. All right. I want to talk. About what other Disney rides should get its own movie? So we've had Pirates of the Caribbean. We're getting Jungle Cruise. What else? Is, I don't know any rides. Yeah, it's I know weird. movie I've, world rides. I've been to Disneyland. I feel like I'm either um, yes, the yeah, you're the uh, only one. The Millennium right. Movie Talk American correspondent for Disney. I'll give, yeah. I'll give us some. Yeah. I'll give you guys a bunch of the other ones. Uh, Is there an Indiana? I Jones know one? there's Space Mountain. Uh, Haunted the, Mansion was a film. That was the Space Mountain rides that haven't been made into films. The Space Mountain, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, mm-hmm. um, the the Log One, Splash Mountain. Is that Splash Mountain? No, that's a different one. What's the uh, What's the log one? Come on, Alex, you just watched it. Yeah, you're also asking us. People you just watched, been... Alex, you just watched that whole Disney Alex, Imagineering thing. I want you to try and sell me on a movie based on the log ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about a, um, a, a offshore company coming in to destroy a precious forest in America so they can convert all their logs 
to to paper. It's a paper. It's Dunder Mifflin coming into, <laughs> into uh, a, a sacred forest. Um, apparently, the government will let them, and it's a sacred forest. And they're chopping down all the trees. And the final act consists of our heroes riding logs down a hill on their way to destroy the convoy carrying more logs. <laughs> Okay. And there, and a, I think he's hit the nail on the head. And, and there'll be a part where the, uh, the our heroes are on the log. Who am I casting in this movie? Uh, we're going to have environmentally friendly people. So I, I want Shailen DiCaprio. Woodley. I want DiCaprio. Um, I want I want Tom Cruise because he'd do his own stunts and him riding on the log for real would be awesome. Um, <laughs> Stars got a cast with DiCaprio and Tom Cruise. Are they, are they, is there a but point where they do the whole like running on the log as it spins around? Well, of course. And then um, Disney will be involved, so we have to throw Brie Larson in there. Um, <laughs> so there are three mains, and uh, I want a scene where somehow they're riding the logs down the hill towards a convoy, but then there's a waterfall there, and because we've got to stick, we've got to give them a, a big and reference a log to, to the to the ride where you go down the water thing. Um, the rock. He, the Rock's in it too. Um, <laughs> so is he the same character from the, Jungle the Cruise? The Rock is the log. One of the logs talk. Uh, okay, uh, so it's like a Vin Diesel situation. Oh my yeah, God. It's actually really funny. Yeah, the log, the Rock playing the, the log. Awesome. Um, so The Rock is the log and they've carved a hole out and they're all in the log. They're strapped to it. They're going down. And, uh, and then they go into this big waterfall and then Tom Cruise jumps and that's it. That's the cliffhanger. That's a literal cliffhanger. Oh, <laughs> okay. And that this is how we make more sequels. We, leave, we is, there, is there an old wise person in this movie? Yes. Funny enough, played by Ty Sheridan, who's not old and not wise. <laughs> so, <laughs> Alex, you know what? Ride the movie. I'll give you that. That that out of nowhere. That was good. That's pretty good. That's not good. Um, I would not pay to see that movie. Actually, yeah. I would. Yes, I would. 100% would pay for DiCaprio, Tom. Could you think of any of a weirder combination than DiCaprio, Tom Cruise, The Rock, and Ty Sheridan? And Brie Larson. Alex, do you want to make it a perfect movie for you? Throw uh, Mark Kevin Hart in there as well. Mark Wahlberg, Kevin Hart. Well, I feel like it's going to be one of those movies where Kevin Hart's going to play an animated squirrel. Okay. Because I think that's like works. over the hedge, exactly. Okay. Um, and then he's got a brother voiced by Steve Carell. Oh, uh, real over the hedge reference. I don't know. I can keep going with this if you want me to. I can throw in. We can. We could just bring the whole cast. Will to the Fer- office. Is, there, is there a Will Ferrell? It's always room for Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell will play the son. <laughs> the son always in the end. Yeah. Will Ferrell. Like the yeah. baby in Teletubbies. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. is it his face. Exactly, it's his face. <laughs> You know what? This this is all um, stop motion as well. Whoa! <laughs> what a reveal! You should have led yeah. with that. And and the ending shows that it, it's happening in Tom Brady's dream. So <laughs> Tom Brady. Yeah. Is this happening like before a Super Bowl as well? Just no. This is oh. after post Super Bowl. Uh, you know, lost, you know, is this like a fever? Is it dream. no? Is this a fever well, dream is, that he's had now that he's left the Pats? Or maybe I don't know. All I know is that he, the end of the movie wakes up with stop motion. Uh, Tom Brady waking up to reveal that the whole world is stop motion. But then, and this is the kicker: Lady Gaga wakes up, and <laughs> and, is she, and is she in bed with Bradley Cooper by, by chance? Yeah, of course. Um, and then the whole world is just claymation. So it's this is a wild ride of a movie. Can we move on? This started with the log ride, the movie that turned into amazing. Inception. In, uh, yeah, yep, 
All right, you guys, are, you, any of you guys got other ideas as well? Or? No, I, I don't think I can talk about that. Disneyland. All right, I don't well, know any of the rides. What about the teacup? The teacup ride, the movie. Yeah. Well, if you can it's pitch. a spin-off of Beauty and the Beast, and it's about uh, a group of an offshore paper company uh, destroying. <laughs> run by Dunder Mifflin. Run by Dunder Mifflin, uh, <laughs> destroying teacups. Oh my God. <laughs> ridiculous no uh i was i was looking through the rides as i like looked at this question and i was like hmm like i wonder what we could do i have um, a pitch for space mountain if you want to hear it okay okay yeah, it's, go for it. <laughs> it's too dumb it's about an offshore paper company <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ alex stealing satellites to create a satellite mountain but they will call it space mountain it's like iron man where the suit's not made of iron it's made of like a different metal but it's called iron man because it sounds better it's actually satellite mountain but they call it space mountain because it came from space okay all right Brave and it stars I, and it, it, I, it stars benedict cumberbatch <laughs> daniel radcliffe oh and um coming out of retirement um what's his name oh this really uh uh, 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 not Jeff Goldblum. Um, he's a little Jeff. He's a little Jeff Goldblum that was in Ghostbusters and Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Ah, oh, Rick Moranis yeah, coming yeah, out yeah. retirement. Rick Moranis. Oh my God, to play the the mountain. <laughs> is this also stop motion? No, this is this one is. Um, this is the the flip book like sketch look from Take on a, Me, the yeah. music video. Absolutely. Oh my god! All right, <laughs> trying to watch something like that for like an hour. But then, but then Eddie Murphy, like... then Eddie Murphy wakes up. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh my god! Next to Tom Brady, because this is this is a cinematic universe. So oh, okay, you're connecting the claymation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can we move on? <laughs> we need to stop, Alex. Here, this is enough. Bless. All right, I, I wanted to present one that I was looking through, and it's the only one that I'm looking at where I'm like. That could be a movie. I don't know how they would make it work in this modern era, but I present to you the whole of presidents. The movie. The movie. Starring Mark Wahlberg as every president. Every president. It writes itself. Do you want this to be like an Eddie Murphy (laughs) playing every single character type deal? No, because that wouldn't work nowadays. No one would watch that. Yeah. Well, you're going to get Barack Obama playing... Barack same, Obama. The same person plays playing, Barack Obama to or, play like George Washington or... <laughs> is it more racist? So what's more racist? Someone doing blackface or someone doing whiteface? Probably someone doing blackface. I feel like that's... It's uh, definitely someone doing blackface, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let you know. No, but like... Hey, it's like, like question. Say if, say if Terrence Howard did whiteface for the Hall of Presidents movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not as bad as blackface, my dude. Yeah, no, I know that. But there's a lot. Never mind. Move on. You guys want a different question? Yes. Let's hear. I do have a pitch for Mr. Todd's wife, Mr. Toad's wife. Move on. (laughs) Don't don't give him the time of day. It's about an offshore paper company. It's about offshore. (laughs) Stupid. Onshore paper company this time. All right. You ready? No, it doesn't work onshore. All right. What light, like lighthearted franchise, would you like to see with a darker tone? What 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 are, what's my franchise called that I just made then? Because that's pretty lighthearted. The Rock's in it. <laughs> the Rock's I'm, I'm, I'm gonna shut the case on that. Mm, yeah, I gotta think about franchises in general. What is what, the so a lighthearted franchise that would do better with a darker tone? Yeah, Schindler's List. 
Is that a franchise? <laughs> also not like... Boy in the strap pyjamas if we're going on that track. Yeah, aren't they connected? I assume every World War II Germany movie is connected. Like Jojo yeah. and uh, Boy in the Strap pyjamas hang out. I mean, in a sense, they could. I mean, technically, yeah. Um, I'm not wrong. I'm rarely wrong. Alex, how would you, franchises? Alex, how would you feel about a gritty Fast and Furious? No, because no, the whole the other reason Fast and Furious is entertaining is because it's fun. Yeah, you, you and just you have, ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I would like a gritty Toy Story. Oh damn! Ooh. Now is it a toy cool. trying to kill people? No, it's for the first movie. Instead of it, it goes full into like Woody trying to take out Buzz. And he 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 hires a Florida uh, shit hitman to try and take him out. He has a whole like <laughs> almost almost drug overdose suicide thing when he comes to terms with the fact that he's not going to be Andy's favorite anymore. Yeah, maybe. absolutely. Oh, uh, we, yeah. Need, we need Mental to create a, we need to create a, a toy drug. Um, a toy drug. Obviously, it's just stuffing. Stuff no, because stuffing's insides. So you don't. That'd be like an out. eating. Yeah, that's cannibalism. That's cannibalism. Um, you, you shot, you shot, you shot there, Michael. <laughs> um, I tried. Uh, <sighs> toy drugs. Yeah, toy drugs. Yeah, maybe they're just real drugs. <laughs> maybe they're just small doses. They're just rolling joints. I would watch Woody shooting up heroin. Spark up, toke up. Try, try spotting, but it's Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, and you get Ewan McGregor to play Woody, <laughs> the same character. Yeah, no, that's my, I mean, that's my dumb answer. Do you want a real answer? Yeah, go for it. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, well, I've I've got an answer. Is it dumb or real? It's it's real, it's real. Um, I am going to present to you guys, uh, what if there was a really, like, dark and gritty Harry Potter I was thinking about that, but I mean, I they get, get, doesn't it get pretty? They dark? get pretty dark in the last ones. That's the thing, though. But imagine yeah, if from, it was dark from the start. From like it, Prisoner of Azkaban onwards, I would say it gets yeah. super gritty. That that's mm. like. I mean, I mean, oh, I push, I push to say that Goblet of Fire is when it gets real because Cedric dying was like everyone telling uh, was the filmmakers telling us and J.K. Rowling telling us this is real now. Yeah, like mm. we're, we're, Cedric, we're literally killing people. Cedric was the first big death. Mm. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, Movie four took to get a real death. Mm. No one died in three. Yeah. I can remember. No. I think I nah. Michael, you just watched three. Anyone die? I did. No. Okay. Yeah, mm. but I, I I get what you mean. If we started it from the beginning as something super gritty, like, you know, Harry's never sort of... Um, well, I mean, are we, are we by this idea of whimsy yeah. and the charm? Like it, of, it would be a we, case of like Harry comes from an abusive family, like are, not. Are we, I mean, I don't know about I mean, you, the but Dursley were pretty, pretty abusive. abusive. No, I'm talking like physical beatings. We don't know what happened behind closed doors. I mean, Uncle Vernon did toss Harry in that room pretty hard. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, are you saying so? Is the question what do we think would benefit from a dark, darker thing, or what would be cool? Um. I'm fine with either answer. I don't really. think Harry Potter would benefit from dark from the first movies being darker. I think it would hit. Yeah. I like the slow transition yeah. to it. Yeah, and yeah. I think I'm that look. it worked well for and the, especially um, for they were movies. We were the perfect age group for Harry Potter because those movies aged when we aged. Yeah, they yeah, they like, right. they build up with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking um, at my little DVD collection, and there's only one here that's GD. really part of a franchise. And I thought, 
wouldn't it be I don't know I'm just like putting it out there it's one of my favorite movies I don't think it should change a thing but what about like a really gritty back to the future trilogy no I know you don't like it either but just like if you think about it if they added like some more seriousness Ooh. to it if they if they created like serious themes or like maybe like higher stakes or something i don't know like I, I i'm sorry uh, i kind of don't like this question not your fault Braden, because you just chose a question that could get uh that could get us talking and it has so you've done your job but um <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's kind of just assuming that we're trying to, I mean, when we think of franchises, we only think of good, like we're choosing good ones right now, which we've chosen Harry Potter, just mm. back to the future. These are all ones where having a lighthearted thing worked. Exactly. Um, so, so trying to. Could you imagine Transformers being a bit darker? I would, I would try to make Transformers mm. a bit more lighthearted. Yeah. I was oh. going to say, that's the kind of thing where that one, unfortunately does actually need to go more so lighthearted. We- so we could turn the page onto bad franchises, but the problem with bad franchises are there's not a lot of them because bad movies are <laughs> franchises. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um I don't know. This is this is kind of it's a hard question. Mm. Like you could be like, oh, let's take the Dark Knight and make it a lot more lighthearted, and then you just get Batman and Robin. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could, could you could you imagine a James Bond being a lighthearted James Bond? No, being like darker and grittier. Well, they had the latest ones have been. A lot I'm talking about yeah. like classic James Bonds. Well, what well, that's the thing now here now my response to this is that we have them, which are the new James Bonds. Yeah, that's mm. fair. So yeah, um, I don't know. Generally, Frozen mm. mm. could be darker. That'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I would actually. I'd pay that. Like that. that the Incredibles be, be cool was darker. Now, yeah, you, you yeah. D- throw it back to the OG episode where you oh, your pitch for uh, d- your, number two. Your dark yeah. Incredibles Disney, 2. Disney are too scared to yes. contact me to make that. Weak. <laughs> weak. weak. I mean, Star Wars, <laughs> nah. I mean, Star, the Star Wars is silly. It's meant to be silly. It's kind of the best part of it. But doesn't mean that's an excuse for the movie to be bad. <laughs> Okay, just because Star Wars is silly doesn't mean it can be a bad movie. Rehashing <laughs> some old feelings. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway. I, I guess you could probably apply that rule to all of Disney. Like, um, I was thinking about Finding Nemo. That could probably be a little darker. I mean, it's about it a father desperately trying to find his lost son. It's pretty dark. I know. And they're balancing the comedy out in it. I'm like, imagine if you just got rid of the comedy, made it a full adult film. But then what adult is just going to watch a serious film about a fish trying to find his stuff? <laughs> exactly. Like, you need to. An R rated finding glory. <laughs> I can't see my movies very well, so it's a bit hard for me to. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see mine at all. I'm currently, <laughs> I'm currently just looking through a list of bad sequels. Um, how, how would everyone feel about Crocodile Dundee? Never seen one of them. What about dark Stuart Little movies? <gasps> I think you got it, Michael. I think you got it. Because they're bad it's enough to change. There, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. I don't okay. know how that hit me in my head. I was thinking, I was thinking about Mighty Ducks a minute ago. Mighty Ducks. Oh, that could be all right. Yeah. Oh, okay. My my connection just went real bad then. Yeah, so, I was going to say, I thought I mean, you said I something, but I caught the end of it. My internet connection is unstable. Like my, oh. oh, no. Um, but I seem to be back now. Um, 
what about like, scary? Scooby Doo? The, the Scooby Good thing movies. I'm not recording. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, Scooby Doo could go. I mean, Scooby Doo was, was meant to be darker. Mm. Well, yeah, that's First right. One. Yeah, I remember you saying that actually during the commentary. Yeah. Um, they're bad enough to change. God, I could, I could, I could do a darker Scooby Doo. That'd be pretty cool. Mm. Okay. I'm just annoyed that my computer said that my internet was unstable. Well, I mean, was it wrong? No. no. I mean, do I look fine? Am I? I mean, you cut out for a second, but you're all good yeah. now. Good. Sicko mode. All right. Do we want to uh, lean into uh, what we've been watching by talking about the little homeworky segmenty type deal? Yep. Hands up if you watched it today. I was like, we've got a whole... Hey, we all did. <laughs> I watched it today. Yeah. Last night, I was like, oh, shit, it's, the it's fresh in our mind. I completely, yeah, completely forgot until today. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yes, for, for anyone who this is your first episode, good luck. Um, I'm very confused if you've made it this far. Get out. Um, <laughs> uh, we watched Snowpiercer. Um, now this was the first English film from Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho, yeah. yeah. Who we all know now from Parasite. Um, now, uh, does anyone want to give a bit of a recap of uh, the premise of the film? The, uh, uh, they... They try to, they, scientists come up with like a chemical to drop like the world climate by a couple of degrees to try and combat climate change and it goes real bad and they start an ice age and then all that's left are people on train. And you basically in- nailed it. <laughs> I, you know, no, well, Michael hit the nail on the head. Um, that's it. Uh, I mean, obviously, we have to do spoilers, so we will talk about what happens in the movie. Yeah, we will. I, t- um, I did say to Alex earlier today, I have to attract something because on my TV, when it tells me Snowpiercer, it tells me like everyone who's involved with the movie, and usually it's the main actors. And when I, last week, I was like, oh yeah, Bong Joon Ho acts in this movie. He doesn't. He doesn't act in this movie. I take no, it back. He does not. He directed it. He did a very good job of directing it. Yeah, I want to, before we get into what I liked, what do we all, I mean, I uh, oh, fuck. I don't know. Had any of us seen it? Before? Thank you, thank you. No, <laughs> no. So yeah, I'd, ne- he- I'd only heard about it from like like the Same. class that I was doing where we ended up watching The Martian. Like the teachers started talking about Snowpiercer. Like that's the only thing I'd heard about. I, nice. I heard a lot of people in in our film class when it first came out talk about how like how fantastic it is. Yeah, I hadn't really heard much about it other than like general consensus of yeah, it's it's quite interesting. It's really good, and the fact that it had Chris Evans in it—that's kind of all I really know about it. And it's got a pretty big cast. I didn't realize people big cast popping up. Yeah, yeah, surprising cast. Like I was like, I know Chris Evans in it because he's on the poster and everything. Yeah, and Tilda Swinton was in it. I'm like, whoa. And then Ed Harris appeared in the end. I was like, whoa. Yeah, then, yeah. Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell, um, song. Which it? one's Jamie Bell? Jamie Bell's his his little second in charge. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, no, I, I my my uh, my favorite appearance was from the uh, the uh, the chick who plays the drummer in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I was not she expecting was, her to pop up. She also happens to play the love interest in Goon. Oh yes, she is. Who is she? Who is she? What, she was the teacher. She? she was the teacher. Okay, oh, that that fucking scene. I thought I yeah, Octavia Spencer is in it too. Uh, I thought I sat on my TV remote and I we changed a different movie when the teaching scene came up. <laughs> That's it fair. Just, it's That's such a like, it just shows so like bright in colors and everything. Yeah. Mm. 
It's, um, it, yeah, it's like you've swapped the settings on your TV. So Michael nailed the premise, but to go into a bit more about the story, mm. the story's about Chris Evans, who uh, basically on this train, there's different cl- uh, there's a hierarchy. hierarchy. Yeah, they've been yeah. divided by class. Divided yeah. by class based on what ticket they had. So you had the um, first class and the economy and then the freeloaders, as they called them. Mm. And um, basically, as the train goes down, you get the lower class. And then the so Chris Evans is a part of the class that are right on the tail end of the train. Yep. These people live in the slums. Um, there's not good living conditions, but uh, they uh, and they get crammed fed, and everything. They get fed this jello shit. like protein bars. So, yeah, so yeah. great. It's gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah bef- before Bye. we do any like spoilers or anything, like I'm going- still going over the sp- premise. Yeah, I just wanted to jump in and quickly say, like, I was like not sure of what tone to expect from this film. Oh, like, uh, I it, it this felt way more like a graphic novel than I thought it was going to. Yeah, um, so it's actually uh, I believe uh, Dan mentioned to me, um, uh, who we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, it is based off a graphic novel, a oh, French one. There you go. Yeah, um, which um, is very interesting. Yes. So, and basically, it's about Chris Evans leading. I'm going to call it a revolution yeah. uh, for the the people who live in the tail end to go and take over um, the whole train. Yes. Yeah. With the help of some uh, directions and notes yes. to uh, start revolution. Um, overall, I thought the action scenes were the best part of the movie. I thought yeah. um, there's one with night vision goggles that I thought was awesome. Oh, oh it's just um, it's the it's the part where like. It's, I guess it's not much as well when the fire and they start running through the dark. Yeah. Oh, you mean the, the start of the Olympics? Yeah. 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 That was excellent. I love that. Um, um, yeah, over, that night vision sequence though. <laughs> yeah, that was very well directed. And I thought those were the best parts of the movie. The action scenes were fucking incredible. Yeah, they were um, absurd. I, I, I just thought the movie went a little long in the end. Yeah, I would agree yeah, with that. Dude, I, I found myself looking at the time to see how long was left. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. I, I thought it was when they got to more of the nightclub area of the yeah. train at the end. I thought, all right, this is... We, should we, can, we can get a move on. Yeah. Like, I, I understand and, we're exploring these different and then areas. When that, but... Then when that guy that they seemingly defeat earlier, he comes just back at the end. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, that, that's a little weird. Pulls yeah. a full machete um, out of his side. Yeah. I, I liked the way that they balanced the comedy in it as well because I thought it was a really serious film. And then, like, I find Tilda Swinton's character had a little, uh, like, comedic. She was my favourite character. She she's, was funny. She's such and, a... Like, such a defined character in it in that everything about her has this quirky like but put off like yeah. way yeah i thought she was very interesting i i thought her performance was really good i really like liked, i really liked mr kim from uh parasite in it yep. saying oh yeah. i can't remember his name it's yeah. saying something um, um even how that was going to say how they like celebrated New Year's in the middle of the fight when they were all driving. Like when they, I was like, that's I did not expect that. To yeah, that, that was that was kind of scary. I, I kind of well, I, I mean, I like all the stuff that I really enjoyed as well was the little little things about the world, like yeah. the fact yeah, that they you, know they know it's a new year because they pass a certain point every yeah yeah. It's like yeah. They go over that big bridge and that's sort of yeah new exactly. Year, yeah. I liked that. I liked that there was a drug. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely felt like the world building stuff was like the part that I was definitely most interested in. I loved the the the, the how they showed you how they punished that guy. When oh. they put, put his arm, yeah. his arm outside. Yeah. 
put the shoe in his head. Which got me thinking, though, because I think the part of it, and, I, and I, you know, it could be a plot hole, but I think I fixed it in my mind when I'm talking about it right now, was I was, you know, the, the whole ending of the film, spoilers, sorry, uh, we're here. Um, uh, that guy's name was Steve Park. Ah, nice. Um, was when he, they said, oh, it's seven minutes before his arm completely freezes and we can smash it off. And then at the end, they talk about how everything's warming up a bit and they go on a walk out and walk outside. I thought, but early in the movie, but then I was thinking they did put stuff on his arm. And also um, they were moving really quickly. They were and it was night time as well. Yeah, that's, but, you know. That's a lot <laughs> of factors. There's, that, a, there's yeah. the little factors, but like in the grand scheme of things, yeah. Yeah. Overall, it's the kind of film, like, you do have to suspend some disbelief. Like, uh, like if you wanted to get real realism on it, it'd be like, how does the track work? But I think it's really like it's an interesting film in terms of like uh, the discussion, like the thought provocation of it mm. all. Like it really kind of makes you think, like, oh, if like, I was if I was rich, that's the thing. If I was rich living at the front of the train, like it's it's like I would be fine where I am. Like I wouldn't if I was Milford, for instance. It's like you can't blame these people for doing nah. bad things. If you, if you think about it, like they're on a train at the end of the world, like there are going to have to be these sort of divisions. There isn't enough for everyone to go around, so it sort of raises those questions. Obviously. If I was at the tail end of the train, I'd want to be starting a revolution. <laughs> so it's like, it, it's just, it just depends. I, I feel like it's not the sort of ideal because this whole self, the whole self-sustaining ecosystem thing. I feel like I get, I get why like the population can't go over a certain point, but like the whole, there's not enough for everyone. Like, you know, I couple. feel like you could d- divvy out things. Like there seemed like a lot of stuff like on that train. Like if everyone got like, you know, the ideal equal bit, it'd be like, Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, sure they would. But it's also just based on class, you know. Every everyone gets what they pay for, I guess. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, they there was a lot of carriages on that train. There was a lot. (laughs) I'm pretty sure there was more space than they claimed there was. Um. Yeah. Overall, there's a couple twists and turns. I thought kind of cool. But um, yeah, I was gonna say twists. I really liked until the. Uh, the f- like final conversations, like uh, I, I won't lie, it threw me a bit when it turned into the end of the Truman Show. <laughs> oh, when Ed Harris came. Yeah, it threw me for such a loop. I was like, oh, okay, now all I can think about is the Truman Show. But I'll try and uh, put that past well, me. No, I was prepared for it because I was like, they haven't shown a picture of this guy all movie. He's going to be someone at least recognizable. Yeah. So I was prepared for him to be someone I recognized and it was Ed Harris I was like, okay, that guy's in everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, so I thought, I thought that was fine. I thought the twist where it turns out, um, fuck's the other guy's name? It's like Gilliam. 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 I thought uh, Gilliam was uh, a bad guy as well. And he was orchestrating, directing this revolution mm. to cut down um, population size. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Um, I also would have liked if they left it open-ended. So you're like, hmm, is Ed Harris telling the truth? Or is yeah. They confirmed it was because they had the phone. So yeah. What, do you, um, what did you guys think about um, the ending? Do you think like the very final scene gave you glimmers of hope? Because when I saw the train crash, I thought they're all dead. They're oh, and, like, and then when the girl woke up and she had the little boy with her, I, I was like, I don't know if this movie wants me, as I walk out into the ice, I don't know if the movie wanted me to feel like, oh, these two are going to make it, they're going to rebuild the world, because I didn't uh, get that. I they showed, they sure showed the polar bear, so they yeah. basically showed that people, that things could survive out there. Yeah, I think it's just the hope That's that right. things can survive. Also, like, that 
an actual survive. That polar, polar bear is definitely going to kill them. That polar yeah. Oh, that polar. Yeah, that polar bear is going to have a look. <laughs> that polar bear is going to murder those. Um, oh my god! Just thinking about it now, the fact that because Chris Evans was definitely on the other side, like he was further away from the explosion than them they were. Like yeah. they were all hugging. Those two had their backs to the explosion. How did he die? Because he would have had them as little. It doesn't, it doesn't even technically show everyone dying. It's just I think it's kind of assumed when they're yeah, it's just like hey, like utter destruction of all the carriages. And- oh, yeah. maybe there's an after credit scene we miss where Chris Evans' hand comes out. The- <laughs> <laughs> he does a big thumbs up. I, I, I like just want to know what like when when like the because you know how like he clogs the like he clogs the cog. And we like with his arm. Oh god, and then, and I then hated the whole that. Thing, the whole like that section of the engine just comes kind of sliding out, and the kid gets into it. I was like, I was hoping for something cool to like come out of that part. Same. You don't. You never see those doors open until that point. Like, when yeah. Chris but what is the kid? What did the kid? What the? What, what was the kid doing in there? No idea. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, there was a lot happening in this film where I was very confused as to what was going on and then also it was so dark like so much like like uncomfortable something i did really i did laugh at is when like when they finally get tilda swinton's character like in captive and like the dude draws a picture and he puts the shoe on his head he's just like laughing so much about it i liked when they're all having sushi and she goes to eat sushi and they make her have a protein bar yeah Oh, it was made from bugs or whatever it was. Yeah, it looked like it looked like cockroaches Fucking, to me. Yeah, yeah, it was just a bunch of CGI cockroaches, and, and Christ, it was disgusting. Um, yeah. I actually thought that was going to be the kids. Oh. Yeah, I thought that was going to be the kids too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the uh, the uh, whole cannibal monologue. That was cool, man. Mm. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like that, 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 that was the. Do- I I I was I felt like I felt like in that situation, Chris Evans like made the decision like you take you take the higher up or go back to save like the dude and, like you don't know the connection between these two you've seen their friends for mm. you know you know that's been trapped together they had this idea together sort of thing like you didn't well, know that the thing was, you know he ate his mom well that's it like that's the thing it makes you think because that's the protagonist that's who we're reading for the entire movie and then it comes out because he says at the beginning oh he's not who i think he who i'm not who he thinks i am and yeah. then gillian's like none none of us really are usually and then it's like, oh, well, no, he's actually a baby eating, mother yeah. killing. Oh, I love when he was like, he's like, I hate that I know that baby tastes the best. Yeah, yeah that was so like that. fucked. Oh, it was gross. But it's like in those situations, like they weren't giving him food. They just they had to do that to live. Like, yeah, you're not, you don't want to die. Instincts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Although I don't know, I, I can't say because I've never been that hungry, but I don't think I would be eating a baby before starving to death. <laughs> I just don't think I would. But now I'm thinking about it's just the survival. So they literally eat the weakest, and obviously the babies are the weakest. Well, what? it makes sense when you look at it like that. It does. Thinking about it now, and I might just accidentally break the movie for us. Oh no! Um, if Gillian was a bad guy as well, do we really think he'd be chopping his arm off to feed these people? That's commitment to the role. Because he he was the one, if I remember, that chopped his arm off. I'm to off feed. first, yeah, he was the yeah, first to one save to the baby. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's a that's it's, commitment to the bit. So a, I don't know if he was, but evil. like I feel, I don't, I don't yeah, think he was evil. I think I, it was just that they were partners in running that they needed to make sure that everything was going on both ends, yeah, and yeah. it was going to turn into chaos. Them well, eating he, each other. Harris does say like the the head and the tail need to work together. Mm. Mm. So it's kind of it's like he they were just kind of you know in the opposite part sections, kind of just making things run. 
just the way they need to be because it like they they'd say it's like a closed ecological system you know it needs to run perfectly and be able to self-sustain itself and if there's too many things you're going to run out of stuff tis the snake eating its own tail Mm. yeah i did think overall the movie was pretty good yeah oh no i definitely enjoyed it i give it three and a half yeah that's why i gave it i dropped it a four Great. Oh, that's yeah, fair. yeah, that fucking I, I, the, the shooting across the train, that yeah. shot. Oh, I love that idea. It's a cool idea. I guess. Margo, what did you get? I don't. I haven't rated it. Yet. I think I'm sitting on about three and a half, four. Yeah, mm. in that range, I guess. I, did, I haven't rated it. I kind of watch that then jump straight into watching something else. Okay. You know what this means now, though, for next week's homework segment. Yes, it's Steph's turn. You're all watching a bitch called Wanda. Uh, we, uh, we, me no and Alex have vetoed this. We, we talked all get a veto. And Michael... vetoed. No, you don't get a veto. We put it on camera last week. It's bitch called Wanda yeah, time. And, and Michael and I worked out if we merge two vetoes, use two vetoes at the same time, it vetoes anything said on camera. It doesn't veto anything. the power anything. of the dab- double veto. Unless Are you guys you ready? Are you guys ready? Well, I'm vetoing the double veto. No, you can't because oh. you've got one veto. Well, I'm vetoing you you need your double veto three, too. No, you need, you need three vetoes to veto double. I'm a woman. Don't I get two veto. votes? No, you no. don't. Equal. Equality, Equal. equality means you get the same amount of votes as us. Okay, um, the point is, last week, he made executive decision. Too late to veto. We got it on camera. We got the receipts. It's on Stan. Unless you want to be watching an anime next time, it's my turn. You can be watching <laughs> Fish Called Wonder. I don't have Stan, though, so that's going to be an issue. Yes, you do have Stan. Yeah, I don't. And if not, I'll post the Blu-ray to you because I've got it. I don't have Stan, sorry. Well, then I'll send you the Blu-ray. She's really passionate about this bloody movie. I'm quite passionate about it. I want I was you to watch say, it. I know you'll like it. I'm, I was going to say, the, the funniest thing that's going to happen with this is if we get here next week and the, t- the two of you are like, yeah, it was actually a really freaking good movie. <laughs> what if I shit on Please go into it with an open mind. No, go into it with an open mind. just don't watch it? Why don't I refuse to watch it? You can't refuse. It's your homework. Well, that's just boring. <laughs> You're gonna watch it. I have, watch it. I need to do, Steph. I have, I have homework to study too. for. It doesn't matter. Well, next yeah. week, we're all gonna join in for our discussion. Next week, a fish called Wanda. We gotta no. tell our guest to maybe watch it as well. Yeah, that'd be good. He's old enough; he would have seen it. You reckon? Maybe. Hey, we you are talking about. We are talking Sorry. about the same man, right? Like this, <laughs> he watches some really dumb shit. Well, then oh. we. Oh, Steph's gone. <laughs> then him and I will I have moved my desk. About. Oh, bless. Yes, I watched uh, some really dumb shit as well. I'm going to use this moment to mention that, uh, yeah, next week we're going to have uh, my good friend from uh, the other podcast I work on, Dan McGuinness, uh, owner of Greenlight Comics here in Adelaide, SA, and uh, uh, one of the co-hosts over on uh, Hack the Dino. If you didn't listen a few weeks a few weeks ago, Alex did tell him to come on the show. Yes. So he finally heard it and he's like, yep, I'm coming on. Cool. I did my job. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, now, uh, what else is, uh, what else y'all been watching? Oh, I came out swinging this week. Oh, good. Cause I, I didn't. To, I had to make up from last week. Perfect. Oh. I'm going to make up for it next week too. So cool. No, you won't, Brad. I watched a couple you know of weird things. I did not watch anything this week <laughs> other than Snowpiercer today. Right. As Alex would um, would say, I was at my dad's this weekend, so you could tell when I watched some weird stuff on my letterbox. That's why. Why would, Alec, why would Alex say that? That's fair. Because you because you said to me the other week when I was watching those weird movies, you're like, "Are you at your dad's?" <laughs> that is true. Okay, yes. so I watched one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Tell me Whoa. what the sixth one was. 
<laughs> one, two, three, four, five. Avengers, the first one. <laughs> wow, really going out there, aren't you? Yeah, Avengers 2012. Can we, can we guess what he's been doing? <laughs> You've been, I uh... watched, are you ready? <laughs> yep. I watched Rise of Skywalker again. How was that? Uh, not, not good. <laughs> it's still if, only if anybody out there in our community of a very small fan base uh feels generous can someone get me the art book for rise of skywalker i really want to look at the concept please, art for the different please style. don't put your heart in cash to buying braid and stuff but if you're going to do that i really want the charlotte tilbury magic cream as well so if anyone wants to just buy me the charlotte Stop. tilbury magic look no hey we're just putting out requests <laughs> I, I request mind. that Steph goes away. I request Aww. that. I request that I get a. <laughs> no, I, can't say. I would. Uh, I request that we don't have to watch. Wait, what did Alex want? What else? Just a not case happening. of Pepsi Max. Oh, that's a pretty good one. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm that's not. Doable. I'm not greedy like you two. Oh. All right. I watched. Uh, so Rise of Skywalker. That's still sitting at a two star rating. Um, wow. I watched Iron Man. Then I watched Iron Man Two. <laughs> and I watched Thor. And I watched Captain America, the first Avengers. First Avenger. You lost me again. Steph. (laughs) What are you doing? Then I watched... I am knocking everything everywhere. And then I watched Iron Man 3. And then I watched 1917. Wow, that really broke it up. And then I watched Thor of the Dark World. Oh, you finally got through it? Yeah, I finally did it. And then I watched Snowpiercer. Uh, okay. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Uh, anything majorly different that caught your eye watching him this time? Or oh sh- sh- no, <laughs> <laughs> no different. Don't get him started. He'll be he'll be here for a while. They're still pretty. They're still pretty good. Except for Thor. <laughs> pretty good. Thor two is not good. Bless. How was How was nineteen seventeen again? Better than Rise of Skywalker. Did you watch um, it on four K? Yes. No, I bought I bought the 4K and I said, you know, I'm just going to put in the Blu-ray because the 4K might not look as good as the Blu-ray. Yes, I watched right. the 4K. Sarcasm, sarcasm, I get it. <laughs> yes, I watched it just because I wanted to see that 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 that, that night scene. Oh, oh that yeah, yeah, That would look yeah. good. It was pretty. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, okay, cool. I actually watched more than I thought as well. What did you get into this week, Steph? So I watched from, I watched Life of Brian. I watched nice. Pulp Fiction. I watched Dolphin Tale, which I hadn't seen before. But can I just say, that movie made me cry. It is such a heartwarming... What you doesn't make you cry? Right. That's you a good point. Did you cry in Snowpiercer when Jamie Bell died? I didn't cry in Snowpiercer, Did you no. cry when Octavia Spencer died? No, but I would have cried. I, like, if I was going to cry any of those moments, it would have been Jamie Bell. I didn't. So you, I didn't cry in Snowpiercer. But do you guys know what Just Dolphin Tale is about? A yeah, story centered a on the friendship between a boy and a dolphin whose tail dolphin. was lost in a crab yeah. trap. It's really sad. It's and then crazy. there's a sequel. It's about a literal dolphin without a tail. Yeah. yeah, and they make a little prosthetic tail for him. And oh, okay, that's pretty cute then. Based on a true story. Anyway, so then I watched Jojo Rabbit. Because um, I showed it to my dad. Oh, I did watch I, Jojo Rabbit again. Yeah, well. I forgot. I have. watched Scooby Doo. Nice. My dad's. Um, I watched The Man from Snowy River because that was on TV, and I was at my dad's. And my dad likes these old Australian movies, and he's like, "There's lots of hunks in it, stuff." I, I couldn't really find any hunks, but Kirk <laughs> Douglas is in it. I think they blew the entire money on Kirk Douglas because he plays two people and they're brothers. <laughs> um, <laughs> that checks uh, out. Then I watched The Parent Trap. 
And I watched. I don't know why you watched Parent Trap because I was on TV Saturday night. It was on TV Saturday night. Yep. I watched Have you seen the running Wives. theme of things on TV? That's it. That's what happens when I'm at my dad's because dad doesn't have Netflix or Stan or Wi Fi. So I can't watch oh, on you TV. just watch some random Netflix. stuff on TV. Dad doesn't have Wi Fi. If I want to watch something on Netflix, I'll plug the, the cable of the internet into my laptop, then the HDMI into his TV, and we'll do it like that. Right. Yes. Uh, then I, yes, The Stepford Wives with Nicole Kidman, Christopher Walker. That's like, that movie is bigger than I remember, but it's not very good. And uh, finally, The Gentleman and Snowpiercer. I, I've got half an hour left of The Gentleman to watch. No so good. No so, so good. I am probably going to make that one of the films that I watched this week. So, The Gentleman. The Gentleman. The Gentleman. Oh. It's fantastic. Yeah, Michael, because Braden it. didn't watch anything. So, all right. So, uh, Continuing with making my sister watch Harry Potter, we watched two and three. Hey, nice. Very nice. Which three one's is, her favorite so far? Three is her favorite so far. Yep. Good. Can you imagine if she said two was her favorite so far? Two's not bad. You know what? I, you know, anyone could be like, hey, this is, except for Half Life Prince. Um, if anyone says, you know, like, oh, this is my favorite Harry Potter movie, I'm just like, it's justified. They're all great. But, but yeah. obviously, number three is the best. Yeah, no, um, she, she, she had a bit of she had she she had a bit of trouble trying to get through. Two, just because how long it was. Two is long. And them big spider boys. Number yeah, two was like always. Oh, yeah, number nah. two was my favorite for the longest time <laughs> because it was the one that I never got to watch. I had one and three both on video, and number two or DVD or whatever. I don't know why. Uh, two, I didn't that's a weird so I never thing. got to watch it. Two is my most watched because I have two on VHS too. Well, see, I so I never got to watch it. So I always like was like, that's the one I never see. I love it, and it's got Dobby in it, and it's got like Basilisk. So. Maybe, maybe your maybe your parents didn't want you to see Dobby. Maybe. Dobby's pretty maybe. scary. <laughs> anyway, I was number three gave me nightmares, so you know. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I honestly, the one that I hear a lot of people love and I, I absolutely get why people love it is, um, Goblet of Fire. A lot of people yeah. love it. Yeah. See, that's one of my favorite, three is probably my favorite, but I really do like Goblet of Fire. I feel like Goblet of Fire might be the coolest one because it's yeah, got I think it is. the Tournament. The yeah, premise, I think that's the whole thing of it. The thing about it. The entire premise of the Triwizard Tournament is such a good world building thing for what, they created was already a very interesting world and then they went hey what if we just casually drop that there's all these other schools and that they actually all get together and have one big like competition also it's it's perfectly placed too it's halfway through the franchise and they throw in this really cool idea of like a tournament like it breaks up yes it does pretty much it it's the catalyst for Voldemort coming back as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it breaks up the usual, like, oh, we get through the school year. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, and, and we said it's, it's, it's a break from the from routine because you could yeah. say that the first three feel formulaic. You know, they're doing this yeah. stuff. Um, and and then, said this, I was going to say, we said it earlier that this one, like, because Cedric dies, like, this one, yes. like, kind of sets off the darker tone, like, mm-hmm. halfway through. Exactly. And Victor Crumb. I always, cool. I always oh. refer to Goblet of Fire as the puberty of yeah, because they get all the hair. They get all the yeah. hair. Well, because no, because like with three, it's like all right, cool. You're getting it, you're getting into like a little bit of like darker stuff, but like you're still like they're still sort of 
rambunctious little kids figuring it out. And then in four, like people get like moody and like they get murked too. People and get like murked. they get like there's like all the action stuff that happens, and then it ends on a really dark note. Like oh, the opening, and yeah. plus the opening of that movie could be really scary with all the um, death eaters. I think they are yeah. sneaking around the trial they- tournament. Mm. No, the the Quidditch World Cup. Yeah, World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, um, but even the beginning of three. See, three was the one that like it kept me up at night. The transformation when he turns into the werewolf at the beginning, like oh, he, that as a when you see him werewolf. howling against them, it's disgusting. In the beginning, it's scared, you didn't mean the end. Uh, like, sorry, I mean like at the beginning of his transformation when you right. see the shot of him against the moon and he does that how yeah. I had to shut my eyes during that. And Tell even at the what, beginning of the movie when Dudley gets it by the Dementor, like it's Harry oh, Potter. That's, the one that's five. That's Harry five, Potter's yeah. werewolf transformation and its idea of what the werewolf looks like is one of the grossest ones I've ever seen. It's so cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. It, it's it takes, different, but like it it's takes like away so, from another big hairy thing. It's like yeah. This is like it's really scrawny, lanky. Yeah. I I just refer to Gold of Fire as one with the hair. Yeah. Everyone's got long hair. Like everyone, like even even the side characters have hair, like yep. long hair too. Mm. I, Peter Pettigrew's to... transformation is scary too. Yeah, it's a gross one. Um, I no. do want to shout out since we're just mentioning all this Harry Potter stuff. Um, Michaela and I are going through and watching the Star Kid musicals on YouTube. We just watched the a very Harry Potter musical sequel, um, and th- that one is just as good as the first one. I highly recommend. It's very very dumb and very very funny. I don't think we've still any of us have still checked it out yet. Oh, so. guys, one one of these days you will, and you'll love it. So moving I will, on, I promise. Um, I've I also uh, started watching Tiger King. I've got two episodes left, I think. Ah, started, so you've almost finished it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I say five episodes is a bit more than starting it. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is a very interesting and fucking crazy. So Carol Baskin. <laughs> That's about all I have to say till I finish it when I can actually yeah. talk about it all. Yeah, it's a nice. conversation. Uh, no, then just continuing with community, I guess. Ah, nice. Nice, nice. All right. Uh, do you guys want another question to round it off? I, I think we should go I to Michael's segment. Sport. Sporty boy. Because oh. I did watch something else, but... Here we go. The sport music is going to play. <laughs> it's good. All righty. <laughs> There we go. So, I think it's pretty obvious what the hell I watched because if you don't live under a rock and you've been on social media for the past about three days, it's been the only thing anywhere. And what is the, it? Uh, the Michael Jordan documentary. Yes, I didn't. I legitimately didn't realize that this had come out. Like, like, because it's like part it came one out or yesterday, isn't it? Yeah. So, episode one and two of this weekend. So they're releasing two episodes like the next four weekends or something. Like <laughs> okay. So I've watched only the first episode, hence why I watched that straight after Snowpiercer. So nice. Um, that would have broken it up quite a bit. It's it's real interesting because like they start with it like they start with it at the end of the '96 '97 when they win their fifth championship, and then they start talking about like the leading up to the '97 '98 season because you know it was very uncertain whether Phil Jackson was coming back. And then they just jump back to like his Michael Jordan college and rookie year mm. and they start talking about that. And there's so many people like they're talking to like past NBA stars, past coaches from college, teammates from college. They talk to Barack Obama and it does under his name when they show like, you know, who they are. It doesn't say former president. It says former Chicago resident. Nice. They don't even acknowledge he was president. In I like that. Oh my That's goodness. Fun. That is. Yeah. And it's just real interesting because like so- this, 
this kid just came in and like Chicago at this point, like was like the balls were not a big thing. Like it was all on baseball, whether you're a Sox or Cubs fan, like that oh, was yeah. it. Yeah. And then Michael Jordan comes in and something that was, you know, two thirds empty, like the arena most times this rookie year goes to being like sold out every game. And like everyone knows who they are now. Like he changed this team. That sounds interesting. I might have to give it a watch. I mean, I know nothing about basketball, the NBA or anything like that, but I would be interested in seeing that because my dad like really admires Michael Jordan. He always talks about him. So I might have to show him actually as well. Mm. Yeah, I do definitely need to check this out. Um, when the trailer dropped, uh, was it earlier this year? Um, like it, they like announced it, and then at the end, it's like this is a series. It, this isn't like one documentary. One off, yeah. And it, like I like freaked out, and then it was only yeah yesterday when I actually saw a bunch of pages posting about it. I was like, oh shit! I hadn't even yeah. realized that it had dropped yet so, yeah, so it's on netflix for us okay so good i'm fairly sure it's like espn in america like a showing it but it's on netflix like uh-huh. the first two episodes are out now i'm very excited to watch the second one perfect why is it called the last dance because the because that 97 98 season was phil jackson's last one so they're going for like the sixth championship but right. going into it, phil jackson's contract only got like the coach only got renewed for one year and like the GM said, this is your last year. So they kind of called the season the last dance because they were going to try win it all again one right. last time yeah. before they went into the balls, went into rebuild mode. And, you know, because people like Pippen ah. and Rodman were getting kind of towards the yeah. point of that peak of their career, like they were aging and stuff. Like Michael was still going strong, but... Yeah, a lot of the team were aging up. It was starting to, it was starting to, it it was becoming the end of that absolute like monstrous couple years where they were just no one, no one knew what was going to happen with that season. Like no one knew if Phil Jackson was going to be re-signed, if Michael Jordan was going to stay, yeah, keep Pippen and stuff. So, well, I can't wait until the episode where they delve deep into Space Jam and his baseball career. <laughs> his baseball career? His baseball I, I, career. I'm very excited to see like the later parts of his career because I reckon that's where all the controversy is going to start coming. Yeah, I was going to say um, from watching the trailer and like hearing, like I, I'm having read his um, biography like years ago, um, like I'm really keen to see how much like footage and how much stuff they have from those really tense like arguments and like like everyone just at each other's throats like it'll be really yeah. interesting now, like because one of the parts they're talking about is like you know because they chicago used to be known as the traveling cocaine circus like the bulls that was something that and then they were given by media i guess yeah and like they you know so michael's talking about this it, like there was one time you know, they're in the hotel. I think this is like the priest. Oh, I can't remember where it was. And um, he, he, you know, he's walking around the hotel trying to find his roommates and, you know, he, uh, his teammates. He, they, he finally finds them all. And, you know, they're all in this one hotel room with strippers, cocaine, weed, and all that sort of shit. And he just literally backs out. And he was known for his being by himself, you know, quiet, just kind of rocked up to training. Yeah. Went home, like, drink, drugging. <laughs> So, yeah, right. it's, very, it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds mm. interesting. All right, good. Well, yeah, I'm sure now that it, we know that it's actually out and we know that it's for us here in Australia just on Netflix, uh, I'm sure li- quite literally all of us are probably going to jump on that. Yeah. 
<laughs> Alex is Alex. Ooh. You're not a big. Uh, you're not a big MJ go, head. Gotta go finish the MCU. Gotta finish the MCU. Go back and watch Space Jam. No. Why not? <laughs> it was only okay. <laughs> oh man. It's definitely a nostalgia-driven film, and I didn't have the nostalgia for it. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Well, uh, with oh, Alex, were you going to say something? No. Why do no. you? Oh, okay. Well, uh, with that, uh, with talks of a, this is my shit segue, with talks <laughs> of a uh, possible sequel to Space Jam coming up, uh, <laughs> I pose the question to you guys: What sequels overshadowed their original? Meet the fuckers. Oh yes. Love it. Never seen Correct. it. Love it. <laughs> They're so good. Meet the Fuckers is dope. <laughs> Meet the Fuckers is awesome. It's, it's Meet the Parents is good. funny too. Meet the Parents is funny, but Meet the Fuckers. Meet, Meet the Parents is a better made movie. Meet yeah. the Fuckers yeah. is funnier. Yeah. Is that the one? Is Ben Stiller in that? Yes. Yeah, because yeah, I remember always seeing Gaylord the Lord Fucker. I ne- oh, I never, I've never seen I've never seen them. Is it De Niro as well? Yeah, yeah De Niro, yeah. Owen Wilson. De Niro is the uh, De Niro is the father-in-law. And then yeah. and then in the seat in Meet the Fuckers, you've got Dustin Hoffman and Barbara Streisand. As <laughs> God damn! <laughs> I thought these movies, movies. I really need to see now. <laughs> was the third one any good? Little no. Fuckers? No. Oh my god! No. It was so bad. So bad. Oh god. <laughs> meet the parent. Meet the parents. Little Fuckers. That's what it is. That's what it's yeah. called. Yikes. Yeah. Um, I'd say Shrek Two is a better. Is a better. Shrek Two is Shrek better. Oh, that's good. That is the correct answer. What about Toy Story Two? It doesn't outshadow Toy it, but Toy Story, Story Two is the best. Toy Story Two is a better film. Yeah. yeah. If we're going, if we're going off of original original trilogy, Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, no, that definitely steals the thunder of the entire experience of A New Hope back then. Um, Attack of the Clones as well. No, I'm joking. Revenge of the Sith. I guess, well, I mean, it is a sequel in a sense. Um, what else? I mean, nothing be Iron Man 1, really. <laughs> what, you didn't love Iron Man 2 more than Iron Man 1? Iron Man 2 is fun as shit, but it's not good. <laughs> Oh, what about Winter Soldier? Uh, that, that was literally the Ooh. one I was about to bring up. Mm. Winter Soldier, uh, yeah. you could throw in, uh, in in the Avengers film, Infinity War and Endgame, better than the first Avengers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, what, you didn't like Age of Ultron? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I do like Age of Ultron, but I don't think it's better than, I think it's the worst Avengers film. But then you could even say, like, Ragnarok. I think Ragnarok's better than Thor. No, nah, I thought the Dark World. <laughs> so what, how many times how many sittings did it take you to watch three three sittings and i watched it oh it's dull um that is harry potter prisoner of azkaban because we we're on it before yeah yep that's true that's good uh i'm trying um, to move away from my just big franchises yeah what about, uh, I, I, i'm looking oh did steph just drop out entirely nah i'm here i'm here i'm here oh okay all good i'm back my battery. Um, it was telling me that my battery was low. Oh bless. Um, I was going to say I, I thought I'd have a look and see what the uh, the general audience out there in the real world think. And uh, one that I want to check out at some point, but I still have not seen, the Paddington films. Apparently, yeah, Paddington Two is so really good. Paddington Two is better. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen them either, yeah. Braden. So yeah, but I've heard so much about them. I've heard they're really good. Yeah. Mm. I've heard Alex say they're good. Like I reckon Alex is the only person I really like heard stuff about it from. Mm. What else do we have here? Um, who? How does how do uh, how do people? Well, DreamWorks have a tendency just to make 
better sequels. How anyway. to Train Your Dragon Two is better than How to Train Your Dragon One. Yeah, there you go. Um, I guess you could say X Men Two. Oh yeah. yes, I would uh, agree with that. There's some other ones. Shit. Um, hmm. uh, Dark Knight. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, not for me. Yeah. Dark Knight overshadows Begins I, by I like far. That. I, I like that. I like that. Begins more though. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Spider-Man uh, 2 Spider-Man 2, absolutely oh, um, yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home uh, Yeah, uh, I was asking a question What about Far yeah. From Home and Homecoming? Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rose uh, <laughs> Good movies I love them uh, Are they legitimately? I mean, number two yes. is better than, Definitely yeah. number two is better than one so Okay <laughs> That statement is true <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so people would say Home Alone 2. I would. I've only ever yeah. seen Home Alone 1. I've never seen any of the others. I, I do. Like Number 2 was the one that I watched more when I was younger. So Exactly. Anyway. That's my position as well. I watched 2 way more as a kid, so I think I'm connected to it more. But Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, this one is, uh, keeping on the Christmas theme, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Nope. National Lampoon's 1 is the best. Okay. Ooh. that's not only my opinion that's everyone else's opinion i haven't really i couldn't tell you the difference between them i don't really remember is die hard one the best one yes absolutely number three i heard terminator two is better than number one sorry t2 yeah t2 is better t2 not saying t2 trick the third uh Yeah, Lion no. King one and a Correct half. Lion King, one, Lion King one and a half is correct though. <laughs> Shout out to Lion King two. It doesn't overshadow one, but it's a very good sequel. Some people would argue Back to the Future two is better than one. I think, yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't no, either. Okay. I like one. I like one the best. Here's the thing though. I think it overshadowed it in right. the general public opinion. Because I think when people think of Back to the Future, they're not thinking about Back to the Future 1. They're thinking about hoverboards and all the that like crazy the, fancy the future stuff. The shoes and stuff, yeah. 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 When you say Back to the Future, the first thing the general population would think of is hoverboards, those shoes, and everything else from 2. It must be because of the publicity. Like Back to the Future 1 was really great and it's like everyone's looking forward to the sequel so that yeah. everyone goes out to watch the sequel and that's what becomes the norm. Yeah. Uh, You've yes. hit the nail on the head there. What else is very good? I'm just scrolling through. I mean, some people like Clerks 2 better than Clerks 1. I don't. Um, uh, 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 someone else talking. Really <laughs> I can't really think of anything else. I'm trying to look at my DVDs again, but I don't have many franchises. Here. Oh, uh, catching catching fires better than the Hunger Games. <laughs> the Hunger Games. Twilight. Uh, what about Twilights? High School Musical too. Yes. How did I that say? not come to my head? How did you guys not think of that? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Just well, it took yeah. you a while though. All right, Alex. Here's one for you. What about Mamma Mia? Yeah, absolutely. Two's better. Two's better. Yeah. No, it's not a nice. I, I, remember, I still remember that. <laughs> Not uh, making me watch the first one. Yeah, make. Oh, right. Not you. No, yeah, I thought when you talk about it, when you made me watch it. Great movie. Um, I had some other movies. It, the Santa Claus 2, you can argue. Yeah. I like the Santa Claus. I think the Santa Claus. Is that the one with Jack Frost, number two? No, number three. So That's you number push three. number three. Yeah, the entire Santa Claus franchise is excellent. Mm. Yeah, Um, I love the Santa Claus franchise. Mm. 
Sequels are Santa Claus. Wait, hold on a second. I'm just having the realization. Does Santa Claus two kind of follow the same sort of storyline as Spider Man two? I don't remember what happens to that. Like him, like sort of like losing his, like losing his. Yeah, I guess two. Two is him having to find Mrs. Claus, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. he got to get busy. Um, Aliens is better than Alien. I know some people would disagree, but some people would disagree. Uh, Batman, I, Batman Returns, and you loved Batman Returns. Batman Returns is better than Batman. Oh my god, yeah! Honestly, shout out to uh, our commentary track that we did because I had so much fun recording that with you. Holy shit! Please go and check that out on our Patreon. I think it might be one of the free, or I think Batman One might be free, and you can yeah. support us and get the returns but oh my god so good coming um, back to something else we talked about earlier this episode some people say that scooby-doo 2 is better than number one yes and i definitely does, watched yeah. it more <laughs> i definitely watched it more i, I watched number one more me too mm. uh, i was more i was way more excited for two i remember when uh, i really liked two though the high yeah. two man oh the uh, monsters were so good mission impossible fallout the flashback scene yeah yes. the fallout you've said is amazing is is the best mission impossible logan Mm. Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, yeah. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, see, better uh, than Rise. Did I see? I think I've only seen Rise. Yeah, actually, you know what? No, I would agree with that. Well, it's better than what's you know the new Planet of the Apes, not the one with Mark Wahlberg, but then the one after that with James Franco. So, is the first one of that franchise called what's that one called? Right. So there's right, Rise, yeah, Dawn, and War. All right, I do like the ones after that. I don't like the one where they're all in the cages. Oh, That's, that, that, that one's awesome, though. All of them are really mm, good. Yeah. They're all good, but, I mean, like, in terms of pre- preference, I prefer the ones that are all out in the forest and Caesar's doing his thing. And I guess you could say I've, uh, Superman 2, I'd say, is better than Superman 1. Yeah, I've seen. seen I've seen some people talking about that. Um, a shout out to a uh, a trilogy that I plan on going through and watching just for a bit of goofy fun. Uh, Blade Two. I've never seen Blade. I've, I've never, never seen, seen him. I have them on my list at the moment. I've borrowed the DVDs from my pa, and I'm going to watch them because I just want to. I want to know more about Blade before we get further into the MCU. So uh, I'm going to check them out and I'll report back. Okay. Thank you. He's <laughs> uh, doing else, us a service. Someone else is saying Blade Runner. Alex, what would you say? Uh, 2049 is better. Yeah. Second, second Blade Runner is better. Um, oh, God. No, we still got some sequels coming out this year that might be better. Venom 2. <laughs> I um, mean, hey, it has every right that it could possibly be better. Yep. Uh, De- I don't think Deadpool 2 was better than Deadpool 1. No, nah, Deadpool 1 was better. Definitely. Nah, yeah. Deadpool the first, first, yeah. I reckon the first Kingsman is better than Golden Circle. First yeah, Kingsman absolutely. much better. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Golden Circle is still pretty good, but like... It's really enjoyable, but movie, it definitely Secret Service is better. Oh, here we go. I'm going to throw this one out there. I've, Cars 3. <laughs> yep. Not better than Cars 1, though. I still <laughs> need to watch that. Um, I'm I really gonna, enjoyed Cars 3. I'm just off topic. Welcome. Um, basically, uh, what, what what do you guys prefer to watch? I know Braden can't really comment on this because he's only seen one of these films. I'm still behind the car, by the way. Uh, I'll turn it off. Uh, uh, Dunkirk or 1917? Oh. Dunkirk. 
Oh God, no! I, 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 no, I, I have to go. Nineteen Seventeen. I've only seen Nineteen Seventeen the once, but I feel like I would enjoy watching that again. This is tricky because I love all of the actors in Dunkirk. I love them, and I watched that movie more than I've seen Nineteen Seventeen. And when I watched it in the in the cinema, that was like harrowing to me. Like it was. It like shook me up. I had to shut my eyes a bit. I didn't have that with 1917. It's very oh, different. I had, sort of thing. I had that with 1917. 1917 like is still a harrowing movie and it's tense, but like Dunkirk, I guess it's the noises, well, it's I the, had no, the bombings. With 1917, I guess you guys knew that it was a one shot. And when I went to see it, no one knew it was a one shot. Yeah, oh, okay. actually. Well, yeah, yeah. That would, that's fair. So that's true. Yeah. Um, um, I honestly I think, forgot it was a one shot until you said that. God, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. It's actually, think, it's actually technically two shots. Well, I think I'd rather watch Dunkirk. I think I'm going to call it and say Dunkirk. I uh, yeah, I'd be 1917. Dunkirk, you know, it, it, the thing that I like about Dunkirk, and maybe I just don't like Nolan, but that's silly because I like Nolan. Um, I like Nolan's other stuff. Like I like I like the prestige. You don't like Interstellar. I have spoken to someone saying that I will give Interstellar another chance. Ooh. Um, so I'm willing to does do that, that mean I, some does that mean a certain someone's gonna go back and watch uh Wally and up again? No. Only with time only in, in good time, Brayden. Yeah. Uh, let me get, get through baby steps. Let me watch baby steps. Stella in 4K first. Um I love Interstellar. Anyway. I love it. Anyway, um the thing that annoys me about Dunkirk is that I don't get how it being non-linear adds to the story. Okay. Um yeah, look. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. But like, uh, I even know, setting that aside, setting that aside, it doesn't really bother how, me. I get how it. Well, uh, I guess I get how it works. Like they're trying to display like just the but, different amount of time these people were. Like the whole thing for them is based over. But it's more confusing. Yeah. But see, the thing is, I think what I like about Dunkirk, it, as as much as like what I love about 1917 being all one shot, sort of is also the reason why I prefer. Dunkirk because I get to follow a bunch of different stories. I get to see like Jack Wade up in the sky. I get to see George down in the little boat. I get to see Harry Styles. I get to see all of the different stories. And I think that sort of interests me a bit more. I think what I like about 1917, I mean, this goes along with a one shot, is that from the moment it opens until it does cut to black for the first time, that's all in real time. Yeah, Mm. I agree. That's really interesting to me as well. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, weirdly, great movies. Weirdly, they are. The they are both the opposite side of the same coin, where one is looking at things across time, in the sense of you've got all you've got these different scenarios all going on, one being for a longer amount of time, one being a shorter amount of time, one being a very short amount of time, and then you've got 1917, where the amount of time you are watching the film that is the amount of time that is happening. I mean, yeah. I'm going to say this: I think they're both very high up if Dunkirk is if not five out of five four point five four point seven five out of five nineteen seventeen is five out of five for me. Um but I like I, I both, both love them. Five out of five. Like they're incredible. Of, yeah, I agree. They're both five out of five for me. I think yeah like I said I I guess I also just have a preference for World War Two like like films. I well there's not many World War One films. I was no there say, isn't if we have time is uh, are we are we all right for time or we can do yeah, a little go time. for it. I was gonna say what other than those two, what is like the best war films? Okay, it doesn't so, have to be exactly I, World War Two. I mean, but... you could go Saving Private Ryan. 
Um, you Shins can go. This list is good I, if you want to count that. I mean, people. I feel like people would list. see. I feel like people would say Hacksaw Ridge. Like, Hacksaw Ridge. I wouldn't say it's the best, but I'd say it's a damn good one. Yeah. Um. Um, yeah, I remember when Hacksaw Ridge came out, and it mm. didn't really blow up that much. I feel, but then like you were like saying it, that it, it was good. really mm. good. Um. So oh. yeah, I mean, some of Hacksaw Ridge is a bit silly now you think of it. But then, what um, counts as a war film? Like the pianist. Is the pianist a war uh, is film? It, is, you can't say that. <laughs> is it class as a war film though? Like, well, it's about a pianist who is. The thing. Would you call Jojo Rabbit a war film? Nah. Nah. I guess that's bad. I wouldn't. That's, I that's know, my it's line. Weird. I don't know because like yeah, you call, just the, it's just the setting of it. It's just the setting. But I wouldn't call Shinless List a war film. I wouldn't call um, Boy in Strap Pajamas a war film. That's it. I, I guess war film I associate with the fighting. And even though yeah. there's a battle at the end of Jojo Rabbit, it's I don't know, but it's set in wartime. Yeah, that's what being right, like right. Yeah, not not going off of just the setting, like war like, film. You wouldn't it's call about the battling and stuff, yeah. not just about like people that aren't you know, they're mm. off doing other things. So like, nothing about per- like, the schematics or what's going on behind the scenes and, per- the, yeah. and the strategy. Perfect example is, um, well, no, hang on. No, 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 no. I feel like going behind all that still counts. It's just, is it like a separate star- story, a singular a contained story being told in the time that a war's happening? I feel like that's the criteria for if it not being a war film. Like I wouldn't consider Inglorious Bastards a war film, but it's, it's, a contained story set yeah. around a war. Yeah. Right? It, you wouldn't it, call okay. But well, like films, it's also fiction. But so. films with um like you're saying schematics and tactical stuff happening behind the scenes, I call that a war film. Oh, so like yeah, yeah. okay. If it's so like the the general talking Schindler's about list. tactics, like that, that I haven't seen Schindler's list, so I can't I, I can't it's, speak on that. So either. the idea of like someone saving the Jews by hiring them to work in his munitions factory and all that sort of stuff. Like it's not necessarily about the fight. So if it's not about like the fighting and the battles and stuff like that, tactical or not tactical. I, I think what about- we found is a weird gray line. Of yeah. what's a war film it's or not. Transparent. Yeah. Um, it's transparent. Saving Private Ryan, I think is. Uh, definitely. Um, it's up there. That's war film. It's definitely up there. It's very uh, good. I don't know too many other war films. Is Casablanca <laughs> a war film? Yeah, set in the war. It is. I've never seen it. But I've seen Casablanca. It's not a war film. Um, I mean, you got. I've seen a couple. I've seen some pretty average ones. That. I've seen this. There's one. Oh, Gallipoli. Yeah, I had to watch that in school. Yeah, I think we had to watch it in school. I don't think I actually watched it. There's one that I enjoyed. It was called Enemy at the Gate. It was just about. It's about these two snipers and like they're just in like this kind of. War against the dog fight against each other, like they're just trying to get each other, and that's like cat, cat and mouse. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a cat and mouse chase between these two snipers. I think it's a Russian and a German sniper. Uh, oh, okay, that sounds I, cool. I would throw uh, American sniper, I guess. I was gonna say, yeah, I guess that's it. Oh, the hurt locker, the hurt locker is amazing. Locker. Black Hawk Apocalypse, Down. Apocalypse Now? Is that the one that I'm thinking of? I haven't of? seen yeah. it. Yeah. It's Good very, Morning Vietnam. It's very highly rated. I haven't seen it either. Good Morning Vietnam is. That's good. Yeah. To be fair, when we, when I first asked this question, all I had in mind was like World War One and Two, and then I realised, you know, there's modern wars. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of wars. There's the Civil War. There's the Revolutionary oh, War. Oh, Captain America: war. Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> Great war film. Infinity War. Come on, oh, keep throwing that me. Is a war film. <laughs> um, He's in fact uh, a war film. <laughs> it is. Um, that that twenty minutes in Forrest Gump. Um, <laughs> 
I mean, it is, it is a war film. Yeah. I haven't seen Forrest Gump, so. Oh, Steph. <laughs> I know. It was uh, on the other night and I was like, I have no desire to watch this movie. It's so good. I just have no desire to it's watch a, it. I get uncomfortable should, when I see should. Tom Hanks how was, um, acting like that. How was that uh, That fury? How was that? I like I've never fury. seen fury. A lot of people, I, like, I know a lot of people who like, who like um, realistic World War One stuff really like Fury. I liked okay. Fury. I thought it was good. World War Two, sorry. Steph, how's The Wind Rises? I have not seen The Wind Rises. I have oh, not sorry. seen The Wind Rises either. I have okay. not even heard of it. Tis um, an anime from Miyazaki. Films. Is it? Oh, Grave yeah. of the Fireflies. Don't say it. I knew it. <laughs> Don't say it. That is a freaking war film, all right? And that is... Don't even get me started on it. Did right? anyone? Did anyone go see Midway? No. Okay. I did, was there any? Like, did, did it get good ratings? Nope. Not at all. Um, all I remember. Does that mean from that the trailer, AVA is. Oh no, that, I don't think it's the, the only the only part I remember from the Midway trailer is Patrick Wilson going, "Washington's wrong." <laughs> also, uh, Lone Survivor is a pretty cool war film. All right, just just to sell you guys oh. on this, uh, sell you guys on this one thing with uh, this this the wind rises, the one from uh, Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli. I shit you not, the English voice cast has Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Emily Blunt, John Krasinski, and Martin Short. That's awesome. All right, I'm sold. I'm going to watch it this week. But sure. uh, that's what I was going to tell you, Braden. I know. I think I've said it to you before, but just to remind you, because I know you said you want to start watching more mm. of the, the Ghibli films. When you watch How's Moving Castle, which is my favourite one, yep. um, watch it, the English, because it's, like I said, Christian Bale, Lauren Bacall, That's Lee right. Crystal. It's like a really good cast. I, mean, so yeah. I feel like, sorry, I feel like when we're talking about war films here, we're kind of, we're kind of not talking about a lot of good ones because we haven't even touched on stuff like The Great Escape, um, Dust Boot. Um, Dust uh, Boot is good. Platoon, Full Metal Jacket. Uh, Full Metal Jacket. We Are Soldiers. Empire Life is Beautiful. Life yeah, is beautiful. I completely forgot about it. Life Empire is Beautiful. Star. See, there are so many, and there, yeah, there are so many foreign war films especially that like, mm. you know, obviously they're all yeah. involved in it so they all have their story. Valkyrie. You know. I haven't seen Valkyrie, but yeah. Braveheart. Now, I don't know if you saw me cut out again, but that was because I've got 10% battery, just to let everyone know. Okay, well, cool. I feel like we're done. I reckon we should wrap yeah. it up there. I think we are, we are done there. Uh, so, as always, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, if you long one. It, it's been a long one, I think. I don't know. There's no timer on Zoom, so. I think it's been a while. I feel I like it's, it's been a long one. I think we're pushing 115. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, um now, uh, if you want to catch more of us, you can uh, check out our YouTube channel. You can follow us on whatever uh, thing you're listening to us on, whether that be YouTube, whether that be a podcast service of your choice, be it Spotify or SoundCloud or iTunes. Um, you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, everything is just at Millennial Movie Talk. Um, and you can find us there uh, on our Instagram as well. You can find our individual Instagrams and stuff. That's generally where you can find out more about us. Um, Alex, anything else you want to add to the end there? No. Nah. Perfect. Michael? <laughs> no. Nah. Get ready Steph? for Daniel McGuinness nah. next week. Dan McGuinness from Hack the Dino. Go and check out oh, Hack wait. the Dino. Uh, you'll, see, the lino. you'll see Dan's face plastered all over everything. And uh, if you're interested in video games, check it out. Um, and with that, as always, I'm Brayden. I'm Alex. I'm Michael. And I'm Steph. And we are out of here.